WMMP, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And an early Happy New Year to all. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. And in the parallel universe of Rack and Fin Radio, when a season opens, or in this case reopens, is indeed cause for a New Year's celebration. This coming Wednesday, July 1st, the Black Sea Bass season reopens. Okay, it's only going to be a two fish limit at the same 12.5 inches, but it will add to the bag. Tom P., it's only two fish. Still, you got a keeper flatter or two in the box. Put a couple of keeper sea bass in there. Hey, don't forget, the trigger fish are showing up. The sheep's that are here. It is kick-ass saltwater time. But let us not. And the tuna. Forget the tuna. That's that's crazy. That is, it's crazy. Mid-range, Little Italy to Princess Offshore. Guys going all the way down to the Spencer, the Hudson, the Hot Dog, the Yellowfin are all over the place. Bluefin's still all over the place. Big Eye. Now even had a report of some Longfin being seen. Now, that is early. We're going to maybe some longfin next week. Uh, but just a reminder as well, don't ignore the freshwater fishing opportunities. A largemouth bass fishing and pickerel fishing has been incredible. I mean, nice big fish all over the place, crappies, yellow perch, white perch, good white perch bites still on the tidal rivers, frozen shedder or shedder crab. If you can get that, man, you are going to fill your bucket or fill your cooler. And, of course, the catfish are going crazy, but it's prime time now. Summer bow fishing, and that's coming up a little later in the program. Cat and Dom, Troisi, full draw bow fishing. Try it, people, especially guys like me and gals. Your hunting season's coming. You're shooting. You're shooting. This is as close to hunting as you can get, especially in a nocturnal environment, on a river or on a pond or on a lake where it's legal. And, man, it is, pardon the pun, a lights-out experience. Coming up our next segment, though, is David Richter. Third district congressional primary candidate on the Republican side. He's going to talk about his endorsement across the board from the National Rifle Association. And Richter sounds like a pretty, uh, pretty decent guy. Grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back, Rackin' Fin Radio. And if we have time at the end, we will do some fishing reports. Be right back, Rack and Fin Radio rules. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. At Ocean First Bank, our first thought is you. We put you first in all we do. Community banking for a century. We treat you like your family. Whatever you need, whatever you dream, let's make it a reality. Ocean First Bank. Putting you first. From personal and business banking to residential and commercial lending. From kid smart saving to planning her dream wedding. From saving for your golden years to checking off your bucket list, we're with you every step of the way. Welcome to the bank that treats you like family. Whatever you need, whatever you dream, let's make it a reality. Ocean First Bank. Putting you first. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. In just New Jersey alone last year, there were 191 pedestrian and bicycle accidents. If you're out walking or biking, stay on the sidewalk or out of the way of oncoming traffic. To do this, always make sure your back is to oncoming traffic. If you're on a major roadway, try to stay away from the shoulder, wear your helmet and reflective clothing, and avoid using your phone. Always be aware of your surroundings to be visible and focused on the road and not on your phone. Whether you're behind the wheel or on the roadways, avoid collisions, make smart decisions. This message is brought to you by Ocrest High School Media. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, listen, man, July 7th is the primary date. Are we say, is Jimmy down a free or favor say, democracy is not a spectator sport. Get involved. Use your right to vote. Utilize it. Utilize People died in other countries because they did not have the right to vote. Very, very big endorsement coming in for Dave Richter. He is the congressional candidate, 3rd District, most of Burlington and most of Ocean Counties. The NRA, National Rifle Association, has endorsed David Richter. And let me tell you, people, that is no small Feet. I've known the NRA for a long, long time, and they go over with a fine-tooth comb, and they pull no punches. Richter gets the endorser of the NRA. He's all right in Rack and Fin Radio. Well, David, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin 1. First of all, before we get going, how is that great family of yours? Uh, everyone's doing fantastic. I have a uh, wife and four teenage daughters. 
So life is a little hectic sometimes, but uh, everyone's doing great. Thanks for asking. Four teenage daughters. You have any hair left? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I do. And strangely, for a guy uh, my age, I'm 54. Uh, it's still pretty dark. You're Hasn't f- gone all gray yet. You're 54, but you look a lot younger than that. Anyway, Dave, to the NRA endorsement, I have to say congratulations on that, man. That is a biggie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've, I've met with the NRA multiple times, uh, went through their process, and uh, they gave me the highest possible rating yeah. that somebody who's not an incumbent can get, which is AQ. And, uh, and I earned their endorsement for this race, and I'm uh, very honored to accept it. And, David, you, the, I call him the counterfeit congressman, counterfeit, counterfeit congressman Andy Kim, vehemently anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment from what I've read about him, goes and locks up with Pelosi and that ilk. This is critical. There's a possibility of adding a red Mark, in New Jersey, in our congressional delegation, and Dave, I'm all for you on this. What's the feedback you're getting from NRA members? You're getting any calls or positive across the board? I've gotten a lot of positive feedback uh, following the endorsement, and I've had a lot of positive feedback throughout the entire campaign. And, and you're right. Andy Kim is somebody who won uh, in 2018 uh, by a razor-thin margin. Uh, he won yeah. 50-49, uh, and that was with record Democratic turnout. And I think you're going to see a very different story in 2020. He is absolutely beatable. Uh, he has been anti-gun. He votes with Nancy Pelosi 97% of the time. He's a, uh, a rubber stamp for her liberal agenda. Exactly. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting past the primary in a couple of weeks and moving out of the general and convincing the people of the 3rd District in uh, Burlington and Ocean Counties uh, that I would make a much better congressman than he would. Dave, taking a... Tack, pro-Second Amendment tack in the state of New Jersey. Again, listen, South Jersey, as we know, I'm originally a North Jersey guy from way back when. I've been down the Southlands now for going on 30 years. Two different worlds. Now, you see in that Burlington Ocean, it's at, to me, it's actually, they say South Jersey, but it's more or less the central portion leading to the South. More and more registered Democrat voters. Dave, were, were you hesitant at all at taking a pro-Second Amendment stance, given the fact that New Jersey, with especially with that stooge in the state house, vehemently anti-Second Amendment? No, I, no hesitation whatsoever. And the fact is, I don't uh, take public opinion polls to tell me what to think or what to believe in. And I've always been very uh, supportive of um, hunting and fishing, mm-hmm. uh, people that want to own guns for home protection, for sports. Right. Uh, I've shot sporting clays quite a bit of my life. Uh, I absolutely support the Second Amendment, always have. So I didn't do any kind of political analysis. In fact, I kind of hate the people that do. Uh, I'd rather just right. vote for someone who believes in what they say and says what they believe, and, and, and I'm that kind of person. Well, so they, I, I was very honored yeah. to accept the, nom- the, um, the endorsement of the NRA. Uh, and uh, I will stand up for the Second Amendment. Well, Dave, you know that's going to be, presumably uh, you're the winner of the primary, that's going to be one of Kim's tactics. Look, at he's pro-NRA, he's endorsed the NRA. How do you how do you come back to that? How do you it's like get back in his face? You know that's going to happen. I'm just curious. How would you do that? Again, one-on-one in a debate, for example, how would you handle that? I would uh, accept that uh, proudly Good for uh, you. and not back Good away for you. from it. Okay, uh, you know, the well, the, rea- the reality is we live in a dangerous world, and, yep. and people have the right to, uh, to own guns, to, to protect their family, to mm-hmm. protect their homes, and to protect themselves. I, uh, I believe in concealed carry, and I'm going to fight for that in Congress. All right. Uh, oh, hold, I, on, I don't... hold on. All right. Oh, sorry, I had to get that out. Richter, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this guy has, but he's saying it right out there. Dave, this is, this is so refreshing because you get the hemming and the hawing and the dodging. Republican or Democrat. I had Democrats on before. You know, they, they work around it. You, mean, you came out right punching the face and doing it. No, absolutely. And I, I don't believe in magazine limits. Uh, you know, the Constitution says that, that law-abiding citizens have a right to own guns. And, uh, and I firmly believe that. And, of course, there are things the government can do right. to keep guns out of the hands of criminals and people that are mentally ill. Uh, that, that's in all of our interests. But, you know, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you have a constitutional right um, to own guns. And, uh, and I'm going to fight for that in Congress. A lot of people want to take those rights away from you. Absolutely. Uh, but yep. but uh, I, I will be on your side. No question about it. On the Rackerman Radio line this morning is David Richter. He is congressional candidate, 3rd District, Republican primary coming up July 7th. And he is taking it to the House, endorsed by the NRA across the board. Well, Dave, what, what I found distressing the other day, yeah, you have to you know, keep your friends close, enemies closer. And I'm trying to make sure this was an exact quote, but Biden, the fake news or whatever, 
No amendment is absolute. I mean, that we have him as a little Beto tool. They are right. He is going right after the gun owners. Like the Second Amendment, you can you can wipe your butt with it, man. It doesn't matter to me because he is playing to the constituency. That's scary. Well, if you listen to what he says, and if you listen to what Governor Murphy says, they don't respect the Constitution. You know, Governor Murphy said recently, uh, the Bill of Rights is above my pay grade. I've never heard of a more asinine comment uh, in my life from an elected official. He absolutely has to follow the Constitution. Uh, and for Biden to say that, you know, that no amendment is uh, absolute is just insane. But you know, this is what you get with Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, they, listen, uh, they don't they don't want to yeah. be constrained by the uh, the Constitution. They don't want to be constrained by the Bill of Rights. They want as much power as they can grab. I mean, Murphy and is, I can tell is, you that oh, if, I, if yeah. I'm in Congress, I'm going to be fighting for the people, not exactly. fighting for the government. Exactly. I mean, I tell you, Murphy is loving his power trip. My opinion, people, my opinion. Well, uh, Dave, before I let you go, I, I think I ran out of paper, my copier at your list of endorsements here. Mary, mother of God, you're all over the place. I, I, I know some of these names. Like, holy smokes, congratulations. Well, it's it's uh, really crunch time out people, how do you, uh, Dave, how do people get involved with Richter? Uh, they can go on my website. It's mm. Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R, 2020.com. They can find me on Facebook and Twitter at David Richter NJ. Uh, and we've got uh, you know, less than two weeks to go until the primary. I love what you said at the beginning of this. Democracy is not a spectator sport. Exactly. If you, you know, you people get the government they deserve, and if they vote, they will get the government, and if they don't vote, they will also get the government they deserve. Uh, I encourage everybody to go out and vote. Uh, vote pro Second Amendment. Vote Republican, and vote for David Richter for Congress. Okay, Dave. Well, Dave, before I let you go, let's address one thing. Now, there was a, a press release out by a recreational fishing organization that says claims that David Richter, I mean, is supporting your opponent, which is fine has no clue what the re- recreational fishing community is about, the impact it has on New Jersey's economy, et cetera, ad infinitum. It's only fair to ask you to, to address this the accusation that you don't know jack bleep about the value of recreational fishing and also commercial fishing in New Jersey. What's your take? Um, everyone's got their friends, and apparently my opponent has some friends in that organization. Um, they never spoke to me. They don't know anything about what I know. Uh, but the fact is, I fully support recreational and commercial fishing. Uh, I've had multiple conversations with commercial fishermen through the district. Uh, I understand what their concerns are uh, and what and what their needs are as uh, as businessmen and businesswomen. Uh, I'm against uh, offshore wind farms. It has a devastating impact to the commercial fishing industry, and uh, I'm fully in their corner. So that anybody who's a, a fisherman, a fisherwoman, a hunter. Uh, anybody who does this for a living, they can fully count on me to support them in Congress. Amen on the wind farms, Richter. You're the man, you're the one, you're the guy. Okay, Dave, you take care. Best of luck. Hope to meet you one of these days, Chief. Thank you, Todd. It was great being here. I look forward to meeting you as well. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Hey, Dave Richter, man. Hey, give him a shot. Give him a shot. Hey, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Coming up, Captain Dom Troisi. Summer bow fishing, man. Whoo, whoo, it is hot. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Boardwalk Honda is open and ready to serve you. Stop by and shop thousands of your favorite new, pre-owned, and certified pre-owned Hondas. And take advantage of Honda's 90 Days to First Payment Program. Available on our entire lineup of your favorite new Hondas, like the CRV, Pilot, Accord, and more. We have it all from store to shore. Right now, lease a new 2020 Honda Civic LX CVT front-wheel drive for just $129 a month. 36 months, zero security deposit. Plus, we work with all credit situations. Boardwalk Honda partners with over 25 top financial lenders, so we'll help you get approved and in a new Honda in no time. Drive home the new Honda you want at the price you want. Visit us in Egg Harbor Township or online at BoardwalkHonda.com. And remember, from Maine to Miami, nobody beats a Boardwalk deal. Call us toll-free at 844-890-3390 for more details. When you want experience, go for the best. Pick up the phone and call Dennisville Fence. 
Hey, South Jersey contractors, is your current supplier failing on your railing? Dennisville Fence can supply or install whatever type of railing you need. With the largest selection in South Jersey, we are your go-to source for cable rail, glass rail, aluminum, and composite. Plus, we have a mile of white vinyl T-railing in stock to help you stay on time and on budget. Have trouble getting up the steps? Our instant rail and ADA handrail will have you covered. Don't leave your customer in the dark. Our full line of low-voltage lighting will knock your job out of the park. With materials delivered right to your home or job site, we make it easy to get you the products you need when you need them. So go online to DennisvilleFence.com, call or stop by one of our three locations and start planning your project today. Go with experience, go for the best. Pick up the phone and call Dennisville Fence. 1-800-499-FENCE. Visit DennisvilleFence.com. Your health first. At Cooper University Healthcare, that's our aim. Our doors are open. In fact, they never closed. Yes, the world has changed. When you visit a Cooper office, some things may be a little different. New safeguards in place. But our medical experts' commitment to putting your health first remains unchanged. Your health is important to us. So don't delay your health care. Our offices are safe because we put your health first. Cooper University Healthcare. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go. Look out below. Back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Final weekend of June, the Equinox month, man. Okay, daylight getting a little shorter, a little shorter, a little shorter as the march towards hunting season begins. Now, we're going to have an early deer season and select DMZs. Boy, that's going to be something. We'll get into it. But again, angling out on the hunting. Let's, let's, do the, let's do the hybrid. Hunt and fish. How do you do that? It's called go with the bow. Yeah, bow fishing out. Uh, this is what really keyed me off on this. The other day, fluke fishing, saw the cow nose rays coming in, man. And I'm thinking, wow, we can go to Delaware, we can bow fish for. We go to Maryland there and bow fish for, but we can't do it here yet. We shall see. However, there is a really, really vibrant bow fishing opportunity stretching in New Jersey along the Delaware River, all the tidal creeks. You have carp, you have catfish. It is something else. Join us online right now, very special guest. Once a year we do the bow fishing with Captain Dom Troisi, full draw bow fishing out of the Trenton area. And Captain Dom just waffled, what was that, a 51-pound flathead. Now you talk about a Nantucket sleigh ride. Guys, oh, I got a 25, 30-pound striper. Ha, <laughs> ha. In one of these flatheads or one of these big white, white amour, the, uh, the grass carp. In fact, that record was just broken a couple of weeks ago. So you have to be verified by young Dan Sandor. Hopefully he is a guest scheduled for next week. Tell us about this monster 76.66 pound carp. Can you imagine that with a bow? Anyway, Captain Thomas on live right now. Give us some tips, some tricks and the whole aura of the bow fishing scene, especially after dark. Captain Dom, I'm too excited to talk to you. Now, I, I cannot go into wind down, Dominic. I cannot. How you doing, little brother? <laughs> Good morning, Tom. How are you, bud? Now, listen, the reason Dom sounds a little tired is probably on the river and the, or some of the feeder creeks till, what, 3 or 4 this morning, Dom? <laughs> yeah, I got home like 3 o'clock. Well, Dom, tell us now, the, the bow fishing, well, with the COVID thing, we had you on that. You lost a ton of business. Sorry about that. You know, you can never get that money back. But it is going balls to the wall I mean, Dom, you are, you guys are, well, if they, listen, they shoot like me, Dominic will not tell you how I shoot, right? You can't call it shooting, call it unshooting. But, Dom, it's been a pretty good uh, late spring, early summer season for you so far, correct? <clears throat> yes, fishing's been good. Business has been strong. Uh, you know, people want to get out now, so the phone's really, you know, staying constant. It's pretty good. Well, Dom, one of the things that I hear about the bow fishing at time, especially when you look now, when I first went, Dom, way back, I don't think your parents were born yet. It was a little AMS thing uh, taped onto a, what was it, a bear fawn, a 30-pound, a 25-pound bear fawn fiberglass longbow with an arrow, and, and that was basically it. Now, Dom, you look at some of these bow fishing outfits. Shout out to, uh, I'll tell you, they, they have a great thing going, uh, Martin Archery there, Mountain Mike. Uh, these bow fishing setups, Dom, you look at them, you say, whoa. Well, it looks like something that belongs on the space shuttle. Is it that complicated to be outfitted for that, Dom? No, no, it's really not. You can get into bow fishing for, you know, if you're shooting recurves and, and bottles and stuff for just over 100 bucks. It's really not that expensive. Yeah, because I'm seeing you know, things, Dom, but $300, $400. Whoa, whoa. Oh, 
there's some guys that are into it for fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars for a bow. You know, it's just like anything else. And Dominic, bow fishing has it's growing in leaps and bounds around the country. I mean, you see these major tournaments and things. That has not really it's it's still sort of an enigma here in Jersey, in your opinion. I know you're booked as a couple of other gentlemen doing it, but for the most part, bow fishing seems to be like who who thinks about it, you know what I mean? That's true. I mean, yeah, we we used to host I hosted a tournament for the last few years and right. it got bigger and bigger and now it's it's uh it's good for everything, you know. Even all the sports shops that never carried any equipment are carrying it and selling selling it quite well. Um, when is your tournament? I, I, I'm in the, as always, listeners. I'm in the dark. It's Tom P here, 138 years old. Go, Dom. You've known me for a long time. <laughs> what, what, is you, you have a tournament scheduled for the late summer, fall. What's the dealio? Yeah. So what we're thinking now, uh, instead of having a tournament, it's still going to be kind of like a tournament, but we're going to do. Uh, like a shoot to salute. We're going to take first responders, you know, police officers, medics, and stuff like that. Beautiful. And have a big barbecue and, and just take, get a bunch of guys with bow fishing boats and take them out for the night. Well, uh, racking, racking fins involved with that. Just give me a couple of weeks heads up. We'll get a check out to you and all that good stuff, okay? And we'll do a nice little segment it. on it. Well, Don, back to the aura of bow fishing itself. Listen, you can do it. Just be... You can get outfit, as Dom said, very inexpensively. You have to beware of where you are. Now, most county municipal parks, it's a no-no, you know, going out there with a bow. But, Dom, there are plenty of opportunities available out there, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much the county parks, certain ones are okay, and other ones, it's kind of frowned upon. Uh, I had county cops and local cops on me one time. I said, I'm I'm shooting uh, cops, I'm not shooting people. (laughs) The guy said, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) It's because it's new. It's new to a lot of people. They've never seen it. Uh, it's still still pretty much fishing laws. You just need a fishing license to do it. So Right. So it's, it's misunderstood. And, um, the thing is, I know you go primarily at night. Why night? Fish lose their caution? What's the, what's, uh, what's the story with that? Uh, at night, the fish kind of come up on the flats a little bit better. And, uh, you know, we're fishing 10, 12, 14 inches of water all night. So You're, fi- what? You're fishing what? Like less than a foot. Fourteen inches sometimes. Your boat can go that. Listen, I, I thought I said, Dominic, all you need on your boat's a fifty caliber. It's like back in the McHale's Navy or PT one oh nine. That is a battleship, man. But it has that shallow a draft. Yeah, we only draft about ten inches of water, eight inches of water. And I, when I spoke to you last when you were on Rack and Fin, you were on your way back, you picked it up in Mississippi, correct? Yeah, Long Beach, Mississippi. Was that I mean, there were no boat manufacturers for your style of boat between here and there? Not really. I mean, there are, but, uh, you know, I wanted a complete custom built, and the builder I chose really did a good job with it. So he did exactly what I wanted and what I needed. Perfect. Speaking of Captain Dom Troisi, full draw bow fishing, our annual summer bow fishing segments. Listen, it's very exciting. It is an entirely different world than the, than the rod and reel aspect of putting a fish in a boat. And, Dom, listen, we're going to be up against a break in about a minute or so. One thing I have to ask you that... On the bow fishing at night, I mean, bright lights out there, just headlamps. How do you how do you see these things? So um, I run a small generator, and I got uh, a dozen lights that go around the boat, so you can see forever pretty much at night. Well, Dom, are the fish drawn to the light? No, they're they're just up in there feeding. Uh, the snakeheads are up in the shallows chasing bait. And, catfish and the carp are doing the same up on the shallow flats feed at night now listeners the snakeheads i'm going to get into that with captain dom in the next segment uh very misunderstood they're here to stay the whole invasive thing same thing with the flatheads as i well now she is uh, congratulations we we're uh, really respected what we are at variance on i guess several issues one of them being why not establish state records for the invasive snakehead and you know the the uh, northern snakehead and the flathead catfish a response, well, we don't want to encourage people to fish for them. Wait a second. You're encouraging them to catch them and kill them. Why not? Ready? Oh, people will put them in other waters. They're already here. So, Dom, yeah, you can see my, my take, and I, we've, we've discussed this uh, off the air several times. But, Dom, this is a cornucopia of, of uh, bow fishing opportunities just waiting to happen, and the snakeheads are really some badass fish. Yeah, there, there's this year has been uh, pretty solid with shooting them. We're seeing... Anywhere from 15 to 25 a night, you know, in four hours. Uh, they're definitely getting bigger, but they're not 
hurting the river as bad as as people say. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So last night we saw, I think, 12 or 14 of them, but I probably saw 60 largemouth bass in the same time. Okay, so, there you go, right. You know, it's equaled out, but, you know, these fish were not just dumped here. Like, they didn't dump 600,000 of these things in the river at one time. They're slowly getting introduced, and I think that the river's starting to adapt to it to a point. That being said, uh, I watched them eat baby wood ducks the other day. A snakehead came up and ate two of them. <laughs> so, they're not good. I guess they're in DU's crosshairs. We're speaking Captain Dom Troisi, full draw bow fishing. Listen, next segment, all about the bow fishing. Get to, man. Book a trip with this guy. It is an experience you will not forget. Dom, hang in for another segment, okay? Sure. Okay, people, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and fin ready with me, Tom P. Weekend of June 27, 28. One day closer. To the hunting sea. I'm, t- I'm just September 1st with the geese. I'm too excited. Too excited. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News. I'm Carmen Roberts. As new coronavirus cases skyrocket, Texas and Florida reverse course and clamp down on bars. Dr. Tony Fauci singling out young people for the increased rise, something that hits home with Dan Barbosa in Dallas. My dad's hanging on by a thread. We're doing everything we can to keep him alive today. In the Barbosa house, 18 family members are COVID-19 positive. That all began with a house party in the Dallas area. Fox's Leland Vittert. New coronavirus cases in the U.S. hit a daily record yesterday of 45,000. And protesters in Seattle refused to let workers tear down barricades yesterday in the chop zone. After a few hours, those crews pulled back. Police say they were confronted by some protesters who had guns and that it was just too dangerous to go in. Fox's Claudia Cowan. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. With a few clouds overnight below 68, Saturday partly sunny becoming hot and more humid, high 94. Well, late in the day and at night, there will be a couple of showers and a thunderstorm around. Some of the rain could be heavy, and any storm could produce gusty winds, low 72. A shower and thunderstorm also likely Sunday, high 91. Our Mackie Weathers Curb with Vinsky on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Joe Sunlight, Captain Dom, Troy, we are talking bow fishing. Now the three, actually, we want to count four, top species of the bow fishermen. Bow, I can't say angler, bow fishermen, bow Fisherwoman? Yeah, whatever. Bow fishermen. We have the common and the grass carp. We have the flathead catfish, and we have the snakehead. Wondering, are there different tactics, different areas for each in the habitats? Captain Dom, what are we doing now? We are after grass carp slash common carp. Are they frequenting the same areas? Yeah. Uh, the grass carp are territorial, so they're, they're always going to come back to the same stretch of the river that we fish. Certain little pockets, little lagoons. Last night we saw eight of them spawning on top of each other, and then you come back in an hour and they were gone. So uh, the common carp, kind of the same thing. They frequent the same waters. They're up on mud flats at night, uh, mm-hmm. and then grass beds. You know, right now the river's so loaded with grass, it's uh, it's thick, and that's where they seem to want to be. So we go up and down the same stretches. As the tide goes down, it pushes the fish into smaller creeks, and that's how we're getting our opportunities. Now, Dom, are you in the Trenton slash Bordentown Yardville area of the river? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving from Trenton, and I'm fishing as far down as Burlington. Are those grass beds, is that common, or is it you notice that more and more, uh, you know, as the years go by, more and more grass? No, it's it's the same every year. This year, it seems to be a little bit less than usual uh, in certain areas. Um which is okay because it really concentrates the fish in the smaller areas. Well, Dom, to the carp, they can be, and I know rod and reeling them is tough. My, my personal best on a white at more says grass carp was about 20, I caught it on corn, of all things, was about 20, 22 pounds. My best common is probably around 15 or 16. And, you know, it's like they can be extremely, extremely wary and finicky. And when it comes to, you know, taking the bait, what about approaching them, again, under the cover of darkness, as opposed to the, you know, bow fishing them during the daytime? Are they really skittish? The grass carp are extremely skittish. Um, if we daytime fish, you tend to see more because um, you can see farther. So 
the trick is to shooting grass carp during the day is figure out which way they're facing and go behind them and try to sneak up behind them. Mm-hmm. Slow and keep the trolling motor or your kicker motor on the same speed. So just start varying speeds. They get spooked and they, they split. Okay, now approaching from behind, Dom, where are you angling the shot? Now, listen, so you have the refraction. You're aim, you know, on a broadside shot, you're dumb. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've missed so many, but I did connect over, over the years on a few. You're actually aiming, shooting below the fish, correct? On a correct. broadside? Yep. So when you're yep. up behind them and they're facing away from you, are you just dead on? No, you still want to aim it low, but, you know, behind the, like, keep it keep it on the fish, but mm-hmm. lower than usual, behind it, kind of. Now, Dom, these, these big grass carp, listen, it's a different shape. It's almost like a torpedo shape compared to a more rotund shape of the uh, common carp. They're both the, in the minnow family. Dom, they, you hit one of those grass carp, man. That could spin your boat around. No, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, I've had them where it's had, taken all the line, 25 yards of line, two arrows in them, and still drug the boat all the way out to the middle of the river. Now, Dom, 76.66 pounds, pending state mm-hmm. record. You've seen them bigger in the river, correct? Uh, I, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, that that one was pretty special. Um, the ones we saw last night, one might have been 70 pounds, and the rest were mid-50s to mid-60s. Oh, only mid People would kill to get a 50-pound striper, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, yeah, only, yeah, it's right. only a carp. Well, Dom, to the flatheads, are they, they're, they're brutish. I mean, they're, they're well, like the one you had, they're 51-pound or 52-pound or whatever it was. I understand you shot him in under two feet of water? Yeah, actually, when I pulled into the creek, I uh, thought it was a log. You know, and I fished this creek a lot, and I, I said to myself, I don't remember our log being here. <laughs> so as I kept looking at it, you know, you only have about four or five seconds to make that decision. Right. And I saw fins, so I was like, oh, no, it's definitely not a log. So when I shot it, it um, it took off and emptied the reel out. And I couldn't, the, the creek was so small, I couldn't turn the boat around, so I had to back all the way out of the creek. Meanwhile, you had, the, you had the bow in one hand, you're backing up the boat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want. Listen, I don't know if I want to do this trip, man. That's just like Jurassic Park. Well, <laughs> uh, was that about the biggest flat have you seen over the past few years? I know they're getting bigger. We've seen some, and probably in the thirty pound class, actually farther up, uh, farther up the river. But where you are, is that an exceptional size? You think there's fish even? Yeah, even larger? no, I know there's bigger ones. Um, oh. We were up river more towards the Whitewater uh, last year, and one came over this rock wall. We were. We had a bunch of carp. We shot a bunch of carp, and we were reeling them in. And just fish had to be 75, 80 pounds. Came up over the rocks. Jesus right Nobody had a bow ready, and just went right into the deep water. We never saw it again. It was big. It was the biggest one I've ever seen. What would you, uh, if you're a hook and lining, what would you use for bait? A beagle? I mean, holy <laughs> God, something like that. Jeez, well, there's we- another guide on the river that Rod and Real fishes, um, and he called me yesterday, and he wanted to know, you know, where it could go, whatever. So I gave him some spots where I've been seeing them. He hooked one last night, and uh, they fought it for a while. It actually just never stopped. It just kept peeling dry, got him into some broken timber and broke him off. So, And there you go. We're speaking with Captain Dom Troisi, full-draw bow fishing listeners. Exciting summer game, especially at night. Bow fishing, not only Delaware River, you have all the uh, Delaware River tributaries, Raccoon Creek, Oldman's Creek. Water Central, again, doesn't have to be a river or pond system. Just make sure you are legal in that bow fishing will be allowed. The management areas have a lot of waters in them with some tidal creeks. I've, what I've, down Bell Plain, East Creek uh, East Creek Lake, the outflow going out of there, we've seen some monster carp in there. You know, missed a few, but it's, again, that tidal water, something about dump, something about carp when they get in tidal water, these things turn into like Tyson. They, 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 you miss them, they come after you. They're that pissed off. Well, Dom, to the enigma of the, the bow fishermen, the northern snakehead. I mean, they can be crafty, sneaky, nasty little things, no? They sure can be. They're uh, they're arrogant fish. You know, you can <laughs> usually shoot two or three times at them before they decide to move, and they are they're mean and tough. And, Dom, they are, from what I understand, I've yet to – eat one but they're supposed to be pretty damn good eating huh yeah i'm actually uh over the years i grabbed a pretty big customer base now that just come out just to shoot snakeheads for dinner wow 
And Dom, any particular areas where they are as opposed to the grass and common carp or the flathead? Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a predator. So weed beds and lily pads. And when you're bow fishing them, like for me, I'm fishing the high tide section, the tidal, the highest tidal section on the river. So, you know, we don't see many on the high tide, but once that low tide, you know, last two hours of low tide, they're all over the place. I mean, wow. there's some nights. The most I've seen in one night, I think, was 53. Oh, man. Um, I think, yeah, so I they're, think they're, even I could hit one. You see that many? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I said a lot maybe, of them sit maybe. there, and you can just keep shooting. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun. They're, one they're question, table fair. Yeah, one question I was asking, besides uh, the, the, you know, if people are finally realizing that the snakeheads are, you know, good table fair, well, what does the guy do with all the fishy kills? Because they see photos that you have on Facebook. He just probably burrs them. They go to waste. I said, absolutely not. I said, call Dominic and ask him. Dom, what do you do with those fish? People don't want to take them home. What do you do with them? Um, a lot of people are starting to take catfish now. Uh, like, so, But the catfish and the carp and stuff, they go to a refuge where they rehab hawks and eagles and stuff. So they're not going to waste or feeding animals. Again, listen, the this, this cycle life. Dom, one thing I have to ask you, when you're getting fish this big, are you using any, listen, you can go to an archery shop and spend a twelve ninety nine, get rid of your standard fish head, fish arrow head. Dom, are you using uh, beefed up heads for these monsters? Um, I'm not. Actually, I'm, I'm shooting the basic stuff because you're usually shooting the basic fish. You know, just uh, yeah. if you keep up with your equipment and keep it tuned in, I mean, there's nothing that really, a ten dollar arrow can't get on the river. Yeah. Really, it's the truth. Well, Captain Dom, now you say you're you're pretty much booked up. A lot. Any dates open at all? July into August? No, I don't have anything until September. I think yeah. I have to look. Well, see, listen. This is why I have Dom on. What do you mean that we can't book him? No, but now go yourself. Dom's giving you some heads up. Go yourself. Plenty of areas out there. Carp and uh, Dom. Is it worth it? I mean, if, you, if your only opportunity is to go during the daytime, a nice cloudy day, I mean, it could help uh, hurt visibility a little bit, but you see the fish more out in the open on the uh, on the cloudier days? Um, I really don't mess with them too much on the cloudy days because I have people uh, that are paying, you know, they're paying customers. Right. So I have to choose my daytime trips. You want no wind and no clouds. Okay. So the better visibility. And I've actually probably have shot more daytime than I have at night, um, especially when they're spawning. Okay. Now, how long will the spawn last? Um, is it, you know, I have seen carp spawning as early as the first, second week in April. Yeah, it's crazy. This year, uh, I shot a carp last week that still had eggs, and it's the end of wow. June. I've never seen it this late in my life. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's usually the full moon of April. That's how we've always faced it. You know, once the full okay. moon of April comes in, they're, they're starting to spawn. And, Don, before I let you go, I know way back when we were trying to then shout out to Chuck Berwick. I know Chuck's listening. Chuck, uh, bestie, former owner of Bangers. But, Dom, again, with these cow nose rays, the damage they do to the clam beds, the oysters, what have you. And, again, still no season pen. Have you heard anything? I know it was on the table for a while about having uh, boat fishing for them. Yeah, it's like, and you got, listen, we're going to Delaware. You're going out of state. It's the same fish. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually took a week off in July to go travel to shoot them. Yeah. I do have a meeting. There is a fisheries meeting July 9th. Um, so pretty much on the raises, they do want they do want us to start shooting them. Um, they approved all that. Excellent. The big thing is they don't want people to dispose of them like dumpsters. Right. So they don't want wanton waste, which... I understand. You know, I understand, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the law. So, that's the law. so they are edible. I mean... Ray wings uh, yeah. are actually pretty delicious. I so. prefer the uh, spike butterfly ray wings. Shout out to Captain Scott Newhall on that one. I've had the cow nose ray wings. Uh, the meat's a little redder, a little tougher, a little game. But Don, we made chowder with them, did them on the grill, wrapped in bacon. They're fine. They're fine. I'll tell you, yeah, listen, no, good. you need really one are. of these suckers, man. <laughs> well, Don, yeah, listen, that, give, that, uh, awesome. give that Facebook website phone number, please. So the website's fulldrawboatfishing.com. And catch me up uh, on Facebook at full draw bow fishing and you know even if you don't book a trip and you have questions or whatever feel free to call me i'm well, always there to help somebody the, the out bow, he's, he's a, a very generous man i regard bow fishing what an experience especially on a hot summer night oh man it is and just bring the bug spray now dom you if people don't have any equipment you have all that on the boat correct 
Yeah, I supply everything. Um, people can bring their own you, stuff, but you just need your fishing license, correct? Just need a, a New Jersey or Pennsylvania fishing license. Okay, full draw bow fishing rocks. Tom, we'll see you on the water, man. Thanks, Tom. Pete. Take care. See you. See you, pal. It is so much fun, the bow fishing experience. I know it's hunting. I, I know it's fishing stuff, but the hunting, it's it's as close to hunting as you can get. It is a lot of fun. Okay, be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. We have time for some reports. We shall see. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm MJ Persky from Backrack. It's the law. You don't need a prescription for physical therapy in New Jersey. That means when you hurt your back or lose your balance, you don't have to wait to see a doctor before you can start to get better. Just call a Backrack Physical Therapy Center and make an appointment for an evaluation. Let our skilled PTs relieve your pain and get you back to feeling great right away. To find a Backrack Center near you, call 652-7000 or visit backrack.org. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back for our final segment of Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. First weekend of summer. Thanks again to some fishing reports. Joining us right now, Bill Wiggins, Fanatics Marine Supply on West Avenue in Ocean City, New Jersey's favorite family resort. Billy Wiggins, what's happening, little brother? Doing good, Tom. How about you? Summer got here quickly. It was just Halloween, or wasn't it just last Labor Day? What is happening, Bill? Boy, boy, I tell you, with all this uh, funky year that we've had so far, the time has really got me screwed up. It's so it's just, hard to believe it's summer. It's just, Billy, it's just been crazy. And the weather earlier in the week uh, felt like it was yeah, back back in uh, April, you know, early May. So what's <laughs> Yeah, you got in... that right. They made that uh, tough fishing there in the beginning of the week. But, yeah, yeah guys are doing okay, though. You know, if the, the flounder bite got a little better, you know, a, yeah. lot, a little bit more shorts than there were keepers, but I'm starting to hear you know more fish plentiful all the way around throughout the bay now billy uh hello shout out to you carberry uh, we mentioned him earlier in the program uh retired artificial reef coordinator he and his sons uh sean and kyle knocked the snot out of him there uh what's that behind um what's that pier uh what's that pier, pier four? four yeah back yep. into, whoa bill i mean yes. not, not huge but nice size keepers at 22 inches man Exactly. That's what I said. It's been it's been better. It's been a lot better than it was. I mean, it was a rough start because of the, you know, all the yeah. wind and rain and everything else. But it kind of settled out last week and this week. You know, even though the weather wasn't terrific, I did hear a number of fish. Even the guys that did brave the northeast winds there. Uh huh. Billy, what's the hot fluke bite been? Is it minis? Is it squid minis? Is it killies? Or not killies? Is it gulp rather with the minis? It's been a lot of the gulp. Some of the new funky colors are actually doing pretty well. Even though they're next to impossible to get, some of those, you know, those salmon reds, those pink tails, those chartreuse, you know, the problem is it's getting a product anymore for anything. Right? Yeah, the, real the, difficult. Yeah, the pipeline's been tough. I'm, Billy, I'm hearing deliveries at the at the retail tackle up from distributors anywhere from three to six weeks. Yeah, that's exactly wow. right. Yeah, I'm I, at the on the good end. You're getting two weeks. Yeah, yeah. pretty much just scramble to get anything you can right now. But you know, but fishing's been pretty good though. Even though the guys in the surf catching a lot of kingfish now, there's starting to be a few uh, stripers still mixed in. Though that's starting to peter out now that we're just about to tail right. into that side. But man, there's a lot of stripers back in the bay at night. They're kind of oh, all over of, the place. A lot of uh, schoolies, Billy. Any any yeah. uh, keepers in that slot? Uh, well, there's, also there's a blizzard. Been a few. You know, if you have your uh, bonus striper tag probe, you'll get that twenty-four to under twenty-eight. Yeah, it seems like that's not that hard to find. You can find that 24, 25-inch fish fairly regularly in the bay if you get your permit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been pretty, and most of that's on soft plastics, anything four or five-inch paddle tails, you know, fishing the white lines around the bridges, side yep. banks, things like that. That's been pretty good, pretty consistent, kind of like our favorite fishery down here, to be perfectly honest with you. It's kind of one you can always count on. I know, Billy. Yeah, some uh, days the ties are different, but there seems to be always fish there. When I was there, 403 22nd Street, plus a 22, my fave was the Royals, Billy. Give us some streets where the Royals are hot listeners, except for trigger fish. I'd say the best-eating fish along the Jersey Shore. Sorry, man. Oh, absolutely it is. It absolutely is. Still been mostly a bloodworm bite, though, because that water's still not quite to that fish bites level. Right. It's still mostly been on blowworms. But, you know, I don't know what it is about that 21st, 23rd area of the beach. You know, it's always got a little bit of a shell pile there, and they always seem to hold fish down there. Billy, you weren't And you get a little further south, you know, into the mid-30s, it's been pretty good, and then the high 40s. Billy, you weren't supposed to mention those early 20s. I should have told you that. Oh. (laughs) Ah, He's killing me, people. Okay, Bill, anything with blues? Yeah, they're still mixed in throughout the bay. I'm not seeing that many in the surf. You're catching a lot of those three- to five-pounders throughout the bay on uh, cut bait and mackerel, things like that. So guys throwing some metal, too. Corson's Inlet, 9th Street Bridge, a little Mm -hmm. bit of Longport Bridge. Still getting a little overrun with all those sharks finishing up their breeding, but other than that, it's been pretty good. Billy, one final question. Weak fish after dark, anything? There's a handful of them around. haven't heard as many as they was. You know, they seem to have petered out a little bit. Of course, I think the... uh, 
the person, you know, the average fisherman that's doing that isn't really going out and targeting them anymore right now. Yeah. Okay, Billy. Starting to hear guys. some triggers and some yeah. uh, sheepheads starting to show up, too, whoa, whoa, by whoa, the way. Whoa, 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 where, where, where are the trigger where? Eh, where you where? know, around our bridges here in the bay. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, not many of them yet, but I have seen a few picks. I have a few, plus some nice sheepshead that have been around. Bill, man, so give that's, me a, that's give, starting. Give me all this climate change, global warring of sheepshead are coming. Well, sheepshead were here unless it's way, way back when. They're, they're, I guess, coming back to their old haunts. Billy, you take care. How's Eddie Bronson and that crew? Crazy Johnny and everybody. Everybody's doing good. Okay, Billy, was M the lovely family? Oh, uh, doing wonderful. Man, Although they're, they're, they're ready to be done with being at home. <laughs> Billy, we'll see you next <laughs> week, man. All right, Tom. Let's jump it up to Atlantic City. One-stop bait and tackle North Atlantic Avenue with the great Noel Feliciano. Noel, what's the bite, bro? The bite is super, super epic. And they're catching kingfish. They're catching flounders. Still catching blues. Occasional strike bass still. Whoa. They're still here, fellas. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, the weak fish are making a comeback. All right. All right. We have some serious amount of weigh-ins. And all these things that I'm telling you, I have proof over them. And if you want to check it out, it's on the One Stop Bay AC on Facebook. A video fishing report. I went there yesterday afternoon and, and got a guy, uh, two guys with fish everywhere. Uh, they were catching and releasing after that because you're only allowed to have only three bluefish in the state of New Jersey. Right. So they had to catch and release everything else. But they had the time of their life. And uh, the flounder situation out in the back bay is super epic this year. And... Uh, uh, the kingfish are literally in droves. Uh, they're they're one-pounders and even bigger than that. Uh, catching them up in Atlantic City here with some nice bloodworms. Nice. And I'm doing a hot spot. Now, uh, uh, been, any, are you hearing anything about triggers or, or uh, sheeps that are showing up yet? So I just finally got a lot of guys been talking about, do you have any crabs? Do you have any crabs? Do you have any crabs? <laughs> so I got some green crabs. They are they are catching the sheep's head underneath the bridge in Brigantine Bridge in Atlantic City Excellent. and a Margate Bridge. Uh, they're, they're keeping it on a low, but they're actually here, fellas and ladies. They're, they're actually here. So I got plenty of green crabs to hit you up on them. And uh, the weak fish are here. And, like, it's... It's super nice to see uh, some bigger fish landing. Some people are yep. keeping them because they haven't caught a weak fish, they haven't tried a weak fish, and, and then when they do catch something, they, they want to take something home. Sure. So uh, they're entitled to that. But, you know, a lot of guys are catching and releasing. Uh, I've been seeing some beautiful photos, and uh, the striped bass situation this year uh, was super epic. Gotcha. Uh, they were shooting them on eels and plugging. Okay, Noel, before, listen, before I let you leave, back to the weekies. Soft plastic bite, little plugs, uh, bloods, or, so or sandworms, you, what? you, you got to remember, I don't know what this, this, this rig's actually cost. Back in the day, they used to use, like, like a bobber with a 36 scissor and a split shot, holding the worm straight up and down, yep. and a nice big 3 0 hook or 4 0 yep. hook bait holder and a whole jumbo worm yes, on there. And you float this thing across the jetties, man, and, and I can guarantee you a big weekie's going to hit. If there any weak fish around, that whole rock pile or wherever you're shooting, I can guarantee you they're going to hop on that rig. And this is a kept secret for a long time. The old no, timers well, used to use this. It, We're back in action with that. And they use the soft plastics, anything pink. Uh, remember the white bucktail with yep. the purple worm? and yep. Man's <laughs> jelly worm, yeah. Well, no, listen, back to that blood worm where we also use sandworms over the long branch. That's called the bada-bing, bada-boom rig. The old Italian guys, bada-bing, bada-boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, I'm going to start using that one. I'm going to adopt that one. <laughs> okay, back in the day to now, I like, I like old things like that. We'll bada-bing, baby. We'll see you this week, brother. Be good. God bless you guys. Hey. See you later. We're going to wrap it up with Captain Dave, the rave show of Obsecan Bay Sports Center, 81 Natalie Terrace in Obsecan, where I understand things are hopping in this first uh, weekend of summer. Let's see what Captain Dave can relate to us. Captain Dave, how's the fishing, brother? Fishing is fantastic. Well, you got you. Somebody better catch these stripers. That's all I know. Everybody's got flatfish on their brain, and these stripers are swimming all over the place, and 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 they're not even being assaulted. I don't know what's the matter, but yeah, the flatfish are here. The flounders are are all over. There's some. I've had some really nice ones coming around, and everything else is going. It it's hot. Good, Dave. Dave, what's the hot gulp of color? Well. It, it, it seems like the the bright the brightest ones are going out. That salmon red is is well, it's hot for it's hot for sales. I don't know how how it actually is on the fish. I 
You realize I haven't even gotten on the water. I got about <laughs> yeah. two hours with the rod in my hand this whole spring. Now we're starting we're starting up with summer, so maybe I'll be able to do something. Dave, 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 listen, listen to me. Blue fuse. The blue fuse. If Tom P can catch fluke with the blue fuse, anybody can, Dave. <laughs> you know, I've I've been looking at that. I have I don't think I even had it during fluke season. I did a few stripers on that you know, on on my the big um, nemesis with on that oh, blue fuse, but it's, it's a combination of yep. you know, it's a combination that really looks like it ought to work, and I'm I know it does. Dave, listen to me. That's one again with the grubs and the mullet. That that nemesis seems to be not ignored, but almost like an afterthought. And that's a badass little bait, man. Well, i I don't think I would I don't think I would try that for anything but the but the stripers because that tail is just too flexible and too you know. I, I'm not going to sacrifice as much money yeah. as it is, as fast <laughs> as it is. But, but I tell you what, they got a little. They have the little three incher. I just got them in. Yep. And I got them in the bright colors, and I'll bet you they're going to be weak fish killers. Absolutely. Hey Dave, what are you hearing about bluefish? Uh, Great Bay's got plenty. They're they're in and out. They're, you know, we're getting more and more to those two to three pounders, but they're they're still solid all over the place. Uh, at least. At least I'm I'm putting out uh, the guys that want to bait fish or they seem they seem to like the um the mackerel over the fresh bunker but right yeah they've been doing plenty on that but yeah it's all lures I got it that's one of my first stops it's going to be out up on Egg Island Flats off of Main Marsh in Great Bay and put some of them up on the surface poppers because <laughs> that's a lot of fun that that's just yeah that's just a blast and that just gets get your adrenaline up and don't, don't take much to take our adrenaline up even at our age right tommy <laughs> vintage dave show dave you're the best man how's judy doing kevin everybody good oh everybody's good trying to trying to figure this all out I'm, i don't know i think i might have to hide hide better because they they're loosening things up and i i don't know what's going to happen but i managed to stay through this year and i i got i got the tackle shop pretty pretty packed up yeah. i've you know, you got to remember, it takes more time to find the tackle than it does to, to sell, sell it right it. now. You've got to <laughs> exactly, yep. go distributor to distributor, and you know, first time I even pay in the head, I paid every, I paid everything up and say, look, I gave you the money, ship some more stuff Let's down this the, way. Yeah. But I, I guarantee, I got all the all the golf. I got I got loads and loads of minnows. Looks like they might even break loose early this year. But um, yeah, everything's here, and, every, and everything's biting everything. The list. The list is really you know, amazing. Um, king fishing, you know, the perch fishing, they've already started to, started to pick up here in Apsekin Creek, yeah. and I've seen some huge catches on the regular spots up in the rivers. Big white perch, um, too. Oof. Oof. Yeah, they're... Oof. Good stuff, Dave, good stuff. Okay, Cap, we'll yeah, see you this week, it, man. Okay, yeah, I won't be anywhere else, but I might be able to start breaking loose on the charters this week. I, I do have I do have a crew finally starting to, now that things have opened up a little bit, and if if everything looks like it's like it's cruising along, I'm going to get out and boat myself and find some some of my you know, good clients and and new clients and get out and show them some fish. Okay, Cap, we'll see you this week, brother. Be good. Okay. Yeah, plenty of fishing going out there. Get out there and enjoy first weekend of summer. And remember, starting tomorrow, the daylight period starts to get a little shorter. Hunting season is approaching. Get out and enjoy. Tom P. God bless America. God bless the troops. And God bless our police forces. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.